The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. When you can't stand, fall. When you can't be strong, be weak. When you can't hold back your tears, let them flow. When you can't catch your breath, breathe. When there's no energy left within you, then let the tiredness die. And then stand again, renewed. This is the process of dying so that something new can be born. Every part of nature cycles through, and you are nature. It's amazing to me what my Facebook post is every single day, and then it's also amazing to me what book comes to me for the radio show on 1111 Talk Radio every week. And without a doubt... The guest I have on tonight and the book that we're going to talk about is one of those that you want in your library. This is a beautiful book. It's deep. It's rich. It's going to so help you understand who you are and how to truly step into your dharma. But to just show you a little bit about this, once you have a dharma type, uh, it really does relate to exactly where you are and what you're about. And I read that quote from Facebook that I wrote this morning to you simply because as I was reading through this book, there was a passage uh, under laborers, which is what the Dharma type that I am, that so resonates with that quote. And it just illustrates that we can be human beings that are caught up in our muck, and we can also still be these amazing beings that allow ourselves to be channels to have things that flow through. So I'm going to read a passage to you uh, from The Five Dharma Types by Simon Tchaikovsky. Black holes are the organizing principles around which other stars revolve in the same way that laborers are the core of their community and just as black holes are conduits to realms beyond time and space, spiritually speaking, love and loyalty, bhakti yoga, are the laborer's portal out of the temporal world of suffering. There's nothing that a laborer type cannot absorb and transmute through the power of love and devotion. A black hole is termed such because it is difficult to perceive and its immense gravity allows no light to escape. Similarly, laborers may appear unremarkable on the surface, while being resplendent with gravity and light within. Such persons may only show their light by serving others without need for gratitude or recognition. The densest element has the potential to become the most potent force in the universe, and it is up to the laborer types to transmute the stuff of their petty natures into the power of nature. This was so profound to me because I think right now in my life I'm going through one of the most challenging experiences I ever have. Everything in the past of my life is coming forward, and it is the epitome of every dark night of the soul that I've had over the course of my 46 years. So the Facebook post that I wrote this morning that led me saying that you are nature, and the book that Simon Tchaikovsky has written, The Five Dharma Types, 
just allow themselves to be conversations with the universe to tell us that we are exactly where we are and we simply need to live our dharma. So I'd like to introduce to you Simon Chikorsky. He teaches Sanskrit and medical astrology at the Ayurvedic Institute in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He also runs a private consulting business based on his trainings in Vedic life mapping and Vedic astrology. The creator of the Decoding Your Life Map with Vedic Astrology DVD series, he travels widely giving seminars. He lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and he does have some upcoming events that I'll mention later in the show. But without further ado, I'd like to welcome Simon to 11.11 Talk Radio. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. I think this is a really, really powerful book because I think there are a lot of people that walk around constantly seeking and searching a purpose. And, and we all tend to grow up with the ideas of what purpose is. And so I'd like to begin by talking about what this book is really about, what the focus of it is, and it is Dharma. Can you help explain the true essence of that word and, and the true mm-hmm. essence to finding and discovering what each personal Dharma would, would entail? Sure. Well, uh, the word Dharma itself is, um, you know, we're familiar with terms like karma and uh, a guru and some, of, some other Sanskrit terms uh, that came to us from the East, but we're less familiar with this word Dharma. But we should be because it's actually the predecessor of words that we know, like the word firm and farm and throne, and even uh, more uh, to the point, words like truth and trust and druid. All of these English words are cognates. They're, they're related to the word dharma, which means something that is fixed, something that is real, that is eternal, that, that stands for all time. And... Um, You know, there's a famous quote from uh, uh, an ancient text that says, not even for the sake of your life should you give up dharma. Dharma stands alone for all time. Pain and pleasure are transitory. So with dharma, there is this idea of when you plug into your dharma type, you plug into something that is eternal, that is beyond you, that is, it's like getting on on the spiritual superhighway. Uh, instead of walking and trying to fight your way through the jungles and the forest alone. So the word dharma, it has a lot of meanings, but specifically it it means your life purpose, what you're here to do. It's the software of your life. You could call it the map of your life. Mm. You talk about three points that separate the ordinary, the believer, or the materialist from the true spiritual seeker. Will you talk about the three types? And I know dharma is one of them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, the first point, and this is a choice that everyone uh, really makes in life, and, and the, it's, is there something else out there, or is it, do I live in a world of random chance? So um, this idea that there, is, that there is something more to life than what's apparent to the eyes, uh, you know, Robert Frost said there are two roads, you ha- and you have, to pick, you have to pick one. In uh, the same idea, Einstein, I believe, also said that uh, every person asked themselves this question um, uh, at some point in their life, is, is there more to life? Uh, so the three points are, th- the first one is the idea of karma. And karma is nothing but uh, fate and free will separated by time. And, and really, it's universal justice. You do a certain activity and you get the result. And uh, karma is this idea of universal justice. But even preceding this, there is this idea of dukkha. And 
this is another one of those words, and I hope I'm not overwhelming the listeners with a bunch of Sanskrit words, but um, <laughs> but this word dukkha means suffering, and it means that uh, there is basically the, the human life as we know it with, with the physical body is 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 mostly uh, it's it's tough to create happiness, lasting happiness within the physical body alone. You know, even the healthiest person with the most amount of money and most amount of success, these things are tend to be transitory. And uh, that's the first idea. Is this all there is? Right? That's the question that we ask. Is this all there is? And uh, in the East, they said, no, it's not all there is. In fact, the material world is full of dukkha, which is called suffering. And this is what the Buddha said. Now, you don't have to be a Buddhist to you know, buy into this idea. You just have to look at how much cleansing, how much food, how much air, how much upkeep this body requires. And even with optimal upkeep, you know, in 70, 80 years, it's out of here. So, you know, it's impossible to have true lasting happiness uh, from just the material world alone. And that's the first point, which is dukkha. And the second point is, okay, if that's the case, is there something else? And uh, that's where the idea of Dharma comes in, and that this is this is you plugging into something that is that is more than that is more than you, something that is eternal. Uh, and, and there we get, uh, you know, the word tree also comes from Dharma, and trees are something that are supposed to stand for hundreds of years, and in the redwoods they stand for thousands of years. Uh, plugging into something that is that is lasting and eternal. And um, and so when you live your dharma type, you you access this this software that is in everybody. Really, it's everyone has a dharma type. You don't have to believe in it for it to work. Just like you know, you don't have to believe in gravity for it to affect you, even though you may not know it's affecting you. Uh, so those are the first two points. Uh, and the final point is is karma. This idea that uh, there is universal justice and uh, and if you're experiencing pain and suffering in your life right now, if you're, you know, if you don't know what to do, if your relationship is suffering, or maybe financially, or, or in your career, or your health is suffering, all of these things, in one way or another, are a type of karma. And what the ancients said is that karma will come, but to minimize undesirable karma, plug into your dharma. Plug into that which you're supposed to do, and and, and, and you, you minimize undesirable karma and you optimize desirable effects. So just like when you're, you know, have you ever read a book that you really, really liked and, and you just, you forgot you were hungry? You forgot your, you know, your butt went to sleep because you're sitting down for six hours reading. You know, you forgot that you and your boyfriend or you and your girlfriend had a fight because you plugged into something that just took you beyond that. Dharma is the same thing. It, it doesn't make the, all the karma go away immediately, but when you plug into something higher than yourself, it, it, it transports you to another place. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So we're saying that dharma is the purpose of life, and then we have karma, which is the order and justice in the world, and then finally yes. dukkha, which is uh, that there's more to it than the material existence. And you go on to talk about how this is a very 
this is something that's very ancient. This, this deals with myth and it deals with archetypes and it goes beyond just religiosity and beyond self-help strategies, which are really newer experiences. We're talking about something very ancient and deep, yes? Absolutely. And, you know, it's, this comes from the Vedic culture, but it's not limited to any one culture or time. They believe that nothing in nature is useless, that everything has a purpose. And so, uh, you know, there, there's a Sanskrit saying that, uh, that says, and that's a bunch of ribble-rabble that, that says, basically, there is no sound that is not a mantra, that doesn't have a vibrational effect. There is no plant that is not a medicine. There is no person who is, who is born without a purpose, who is useless, who doesn't have a use. But it's hard to find these things. And people uh, skilled enough to find these things are themselves difficult to find. So this idea that everything has a purpose is, was very deeply ingrained in the ancient Vedic culture. And so, you know, so they came up with the Sanskrit language, for example, and they organized all the sounds and, and their meaning in, in, in a very, uh, uh, very rational, sort of very logical way and created the Sanskrit alphabet. They you know, they found the medicinal value of every vegetable, animal, and mineral substance in their environment, and they organized this under the umbrella of Ayurveda, which is ancient science of life and longevity. If you've heard of Deepak Chopra and, and Dr. Vasant Lad, then you've heard of Ayurveda, uh, which is nothing but learning to live with nature uh, in order to, to have a better health. And, uh, and in the same way, they organized, you know, they found, they distilled these five essences of individual purpose and they call, uh, that I call the Dharma types, and they passed pass these down through oral tradition. So, yes, these are very ancient. In fact, the word archetype means, in Greek, arche means ancient. So we have the word archaeology, uh, um, archaic, and so on. And, and type means model or, or mold. So an archetype is literally the mold into which creation fashioned you. And there are five basic molds that, so uh, as we, that I as talk we, about. So as we get into these five different types, these different molds that exist, uh, without going into these details right now, um, do these types then have specific categories of our life that, that we just live a certain way. I know in the, in the book you break it down. It's, it's not just that we're going to have a certain personality. This gets into everything from how to eat and how to exercise and that we have these natural rhythms or our nature follows these types in literally every category of our lives. Talk a little bit about the broadness of that and then in our next segment we'll go into a little more detail. Well, first of all, can I... Can I say thank you for for reading this book and actually really reading it? I I'm, I'm I just that's I, I appreciate that deeply because obviously you you've really poured into this. Um, yes, uh, you know I, I get this question from clients, but uh, which is, you know, if there are seven billion people on the planet and there are only five archetypes, well, how does that make me unique? You know how how does that make me special? And I, I respond with my own question. I say, well, listen, wh what if you didn't know whether you were a man or a woman? 
let's just say you woke up one morning and you just, you didn't know. Am I male or female? Think about these two archetypes, male, female, and how much they affect our lives. Mm-hmm. From, you know, the t- how we do our hair, to the way we talk, to the way we walk, even to which bathroom we use at the restaurant. All of these little life decisions that we take for granted are influenced by these two very basic archetypes. And imagine if you really didn't know. And, you know, for most people, this is theoretical. For some people, it is a real issue. And and it's the same thing. If you don't know your dharma type, you don't know how much easier uh, uh, knowing it makes your daily life decisions from uh, even the type of exercise to do to who you're compatible with to, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, everything from health to politics to, to the type of profession um, uh, and, and it's, you know, even if you don't call them these five archetypes, even Disney knows about these because the best TV shows, the best movies are composed with each of the five Dharma types and they're really fleshed out so that everybody can relate to that movie or, or, or series. Because if you only have one or two types represented, only those two people, more or less, will, will really like the show and so it won't be a hit show. And so somehow, you know, Disney and, and NBC and uh, these product movie companies have tapped into this idea and they need to represent a wide variety of, of the different archetypes so that everybody will come to the theater. Um, so anyway, and I'm an educator type, by the way, and I, <laughs> I'll excuse myself now because I like to do a lot of blah, blah, blah. So if I'm talking too much, <laughs> just interrupt me. That's perfect. But, That's perfect. The Dharma types are individual archetypal myths, the I am identity inside that guides each of us in a subtle but definite pattern. Today we associate the word myth with something unreal or untrue, but to our ancestors, myth spoke to an enduring truth that lay beyond the king of the senses. Consider that our everyday world is in perpetual flux, coming into being, changing form, and dying. The myth is eternal, driven by the intelligent blueprint that underlies the mundane world of name and form. Have you ever wondered why, despite great obstacles, some people achieve success while others, though given everything, seem to squander it away? Or why some people, despite having very little, radiate joy while others appear miserable through both surrounded by opulence? The answer is Dharma. Knowing your soul's purpose and living it is the key to creating a fulfilling life. My guest today is Simon Chakorsky, and he is the author of The Five Dharma Types, Vedic Wisdom for Discovering Your Purpose and Destiny. Again, this is one of those books you definitely want in your library. You're going to find your type, be amazed at how naturally you're guided, and then you're going to want to look up everyone's type in your family at your workplace because then you can step into the rhythms with each other. We'll be right back with Simon Chikoisky. If you'd like to connect with him, you can go to his website, spirittype.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-T-Y-P-E.com. We'll be right back with Simon. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444... 
people all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at Simron-Singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. People pray for what they think will make them happy, like a certain amount of money, a certain job, or a certain partner. But how do we know that what we pray for is indeed good for us? Even if we get what we desire, how much of our time is wasted yearning for things that do not even pertain to our highest destiny, or worse, distract us from our path? When we follow Dharma, we are assured not only of our own prosperity, but the good of everyone around us. The more we follow our purpose in the world, the more we lift up others in the process. There is more than enough fulfillment to go around for everyone on the planet, because fulfillment is not a material resource like coal or water, but a limitless side effect of Dharma. Spiritual treasure is not tied to the rules of natural selection and competition. The more we give of it, the more we obtain. This is from the book, The Five Dharma Types, Vedic Wisdom for Discovering Your Purpose and Destiny by Simon Chikoisky. You can find out more about him at spirittype.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-T-Y-P-E.com. And also, in August, if you are in the Miami area, he's going to be at Coral Gables at Books and Books. Uh, August 1st, and on August 22nd, he'll be in Canton, Ohio, doing a Dharma seminar, and anything else that's coming up will also be listed on his website, so definitely check him out in addition to getting the book. Welcome back, Simon. I'd love to dive into uh, the names of these five types and um, a little bit about each one, uh, knowing that we are people with egos, and when we hear about one, we're going to say, I want to be that one, I want to be that one, so... Uh, as you, before you really detail about them, talk about do they have shadows? Do they have our light side? Are we pegged? Uh, we're going to get into all of that kind of stuff. So start off with the five types. Absolutely. So the five types are, uh, and in no particular order, uh, the warrior type. And the warrior's purpose is to protect that which can't protect itself, to, to fight for a just cause. Warriors need a goal to strive after. They are... They're the protectors, and I don't care if you're uh, a four-foot fall, a four-foot you know, tall mother of three. If you're a warrior, there is something about you that cuts to the quick that you can, you know, I'm a, I'm six foot four and and this big guy, but I'm not a warrior type, and and you know, I, I a warrior can can really cut through BS to get to the point 
and uh, uh, and really take down people that are much larger and uh, seemingly stronger than themselves for a good cause. Um, that's the warrior type. And there's the educator um, whose purpose is to enlighten others, uh, bringing good counsel to the world. Uh, the educator is the person who, you know, if you're an educator, you could be sitting at the bus stop and it's raining and it's 2 a.m. and somebody will just walk up to you and say, you know, I just broke up with my boyfriend. Uh, you know, my, 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 I have kidney stones and I just feel depressed. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but you just seem like you're kind of trustworthy. And so educators are like this. They, they have this aura of a non, non-judgment and, and they're born to bring wisdom and counsel to others. Uh, then there's the merchant type and the merchant's dharma is to unite people and to, to unite people in things in a way that just fosters enjoyment and prosperity. Merchants are the happiness brokers of the dharma type family. They're, uh, they're, they're here to connect us and, and, and create fun and, and enjoyment in life. And a lot of famous merchants are really the epitome of that. You have Frank Sinatra, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Presley. These are very famous kind of uh, uh, marquee kind of people. Uh, then there's the laborer type, the salt of the earth, you know, whose purpose is to love, to serve, to support, and to build their community. And really, without the laborer type, there is no community. There is no society as we know it, because they they have more reserves of devotion and, and this desire to serve than most anyone else, than anybody else. And finally, the outsider type. And the outsider is the, uh, the rebel. They are the innovators. They bring new things into the world. And in order to do that, they have to they, they need freedom, and so they have to seek out uh, the new. They have to leave the mundane. Um, and every outsider has a very unique expression that they have to uh, bring to the world to, to really have fulfillment in life. So these are the five types, the warrior, educator, merchant, laborer, and outsider. That's what's so beautiful about this book, The Five Dharma Types, is as I started reading, there were two very simple tests. To, to determine what those are. And I would imagine that we might go in thinking we're one thing, but actually after taking these very simple tests, we may find out we're something else. So, Simon, if, if, if we're going through this book and we take the test and, and we've been someone that has been, um, we, we thought we would be the type that was more of an educator and then we find out that we're one of the others Mm-hmm. What what do we do with that? Because some people will go so totally in their head about that and think, "Oh my God, I've lived my wrong, I've lived a wrong life," or or how do I do that? I don't know how to be that person. Talk a little bit about uh, beginning to own your natural presence rather than the one that we have come to believe we are. If it is different. Mm-hmm. Beautiful question. So you know, everybody wants to be a warrior or. <laughs> <laughs> or the fun, the fun type, you know, the merchant. But the truth is, and I, before I answer this, I have to say two things about these. Number one, these are not hierarchical types. And, and some societies in, in, in India and in other places have, have created hierarchies that, that uh, really deny the original spirit of the system. The, the merchant is not better than the laborer or, or, or the warrior or anybody else. They're like the fingers in your hand. They each have a purpose. They each point in their own special direction. And every type has a, a, a path a, a, to, to tread in life. Um, 
And uh, the second point is that they're, they're not interchangeable. They're in your DNA. And uh, by knowing, just like, you know, in a sense, in, just like your gender, who you are is who you are. Now, you know, uh, you know that's, that's a point of debate as well. But the Dharma type is fixed in you. And um, if you, let, to really understand the type that you are, go, go into the book, go into the test with an open mind. So, you know, people pick the laborer and say, I don't want to be a laborer. But, you know, well, it, it, Oprah Winfrey's doing okay. You know, I, she's a laborer. I, that. I read that and said the laborer, and I thought, oh, laborer, I'm going to be a laborer. I'm going to be a into the book. I'm not out and there fixing refrigerators. Or, this is right? exactly who but I that, am. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the truth is we have to flesh these out a little bit, and when you read each chapter about each type, it should go, aha, I exactly. get it Exactly. Um, and and the, the core idea of being a laborer, for example, uh, is, is this idea of a deep desire to serve and, and an overwhelming power of love that, that moves you through your life. And, it, and it, you get shot down sometimes, but it's really with the power of love that you overcome every obstacle. And, and, and you create a, in, in doing so, you create a community. You create people around you. And look at what Oprah's done. Look at what Mother Teresa did. You know, these are both laborer types. Look at what you're doing. This this idea of, of of really drawing people not through logic, not through the amount of facts that you know in your head, not you know just through the power of love and attraction and compassion and, and helping others through hard times. This is the power of the labor, and it's profound. Without the labor, there would be no no nurses, no people to take care of us, no uh, you know no nobody in the trenches who could really handle hardship, uh, can handle hardship like the laborer can. And each of these Dharma types have a beauty to them. You talked about them being non-hierarchical, but what about, um, you know, is this something that we inherit? Is it something that if we just, if we find out we're one Dharma, we can say, I'm going to transfer into another Dharma? Talk a little bit about that part. Yeah, uh, it's my belief that a long, long time ago, maybe many, many thousands of years ago, that they were heritable, that it was passed down through your blood, through your genes. But in our modern age, and by modern age, I mean really the last 5,000 years, uh, as agricultural societies have sort of created the civilizations that we know uh, and are familiar with. Uh, So over the last few thousand years... uh, it's not heritable because bloodlines have mixed. And for whatever the reasons are, uh, in, in the research that I did uh, to write this book, it took me eight years to write this book, uh, I found that the Dharma type was absolutely not uh, based on heredity. So if your father is a merchant and, you, you know, you're, you don't have to be a merchant, you might be an educator and you might just want to study and do philosophy and your father wants you to go out and mind the store and... <laughs> You know, this creates problems, and it's the subject of Bollywood movies and Hollywood movies alike, you know, this idea of conflict, because one Dharma type or one person doesn't understand the needs and and, and what fulfills the other person, whether it's in your own family, whether it's in, in your work environment. Really, when you know the Dharma type of a person, you know their basic essence. You know their flaws, you know their strengths, and you know what they need to be happy. 
I, I found it really beautiful, and this is a little deeper into the book, but I found it really beautiful how each type is actually part of the cosmic body as well. So that means that we all comprise a part of the greater whole and that we, each type is necessary in playing its role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so symbolically, uh, the warrior is the heart of the cosmic person. The educator is the brains, the head. The uh, the the laborer is the is the the feet, and uh, the merchant is depending on who you ask in which tradition is either the hands or the um, the legs, and so you know you might think oh boy who would want to be the feet, right? But think about what happens if you sprain your ankle for a day, you're done, you hobble around all day, you can't go to the store, you can't cook for yourself. And if your ankles are sprained for a long time, you know, you're pretty much useless for a while. So, again, this idea that there's just because the educator is the brains and the laborer is the feet, this is not a point of hierarchy. And um, unfortunately, you know, some societies, even in Polynesian society, you know, these types existed in, in many ancient societies, including in Hawaii, where... You know, we, have you heard the word kahuna, like the big kahuna? Yes. Well, yeah, well, that's the priestly type. That's the, the wisdom keeper. And then there's the word ali'i for the chief or the royal class, the, the warrior. Uh, so, so and, you know, I mean, if you go to Honolulu, you have ali'i boulevard, right? Main thoroughfare there. Uh, these ideas, these archetypes are have been around for a long time, but unfortunately they've become... A, a, they become a source of power for, for some people and in and, and a, and a way to disempower others. But that's the exact opposite of what they were really intended for. One really important chapter that I found was uh, the path to wellness, that the dharmas actually help us understand our brain type, our body type, our overall anatomy. Talk a little bit, uh, maybe just choose one of them and, and give a bit of a description as to how we can discover more about our own bodies and our own brains and our own natures in this way so that we support uh-huh. the right activities and the right uh, foods and different things as such. Right. Well, yeah, so every type is associated with uh, 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 a, a, different, a different style of living, and that's why their diet books are always on the bestseller list because there is one diet that it works for one type, and so that type will buy that book and they say, oh, man, I love this. This is great. You know, paleo diet works great for warriors. Warriors need higher protein, uh, less uh, uh, carbohydrates, especially less starches, breads, things like this. They love it. But for educator types um, or even laborer types, laborers require more grains, more rice. You know, if you go to India and you spend some time there, you see that people on one bowl of rice will go out and work 14 hours a day in the field. How do they do that? You know, if I had to do that here in America with a bowl of rice, I would be complaining after the first hour, you know. <laughs> but there are certain, pe- certain types and certain metabolisms can turn that bowl of rice into boundless energy. Um, educators require non-harmful diets. Educators are the most delicate type, and uh, they require uh, easy-to-digest uh, Usually, they should go to a non, 
meat-intensive diet, which could mean whatever. They can eat chicken or turkey or just go vegetarian or even vegan if they like. But vegetarians have very sensitive bodies and they need, uh, they require more upkeep. They're more finicky. Warriors, high protein, low starch. Laborers, higher starch, less protein. Then you have merchants. Merchants uh, love luxury. So oily foods, fatty foods, chocolate, alcohol, things that give you zest and joy in life. You know, don't put the merchant on a strict, uh, you know, oatmeal diet. It's not going to work. It won't work because they need their senses stimulated. So, you know, for a merchant to have success in losing weight and getting fit, the approach is a little bit different than it would be for a warrior. And uh, finally, the outsider. The outsider is, is is both bookends. You know, they'll go from spam to, you know, high Mongolian cuisine to, you know, they, they like to experiment. They, uh, in terms of diet, they, they go, they run the gamut. And they what they usually end up doing, because it's their life purpose to blend things, they usually blend two or three different uh, ways of eating and, and, and make it unique for themselves. The Vedic view of personal dharma is simple. It is hard to do what you were born to do. Why complicate it by trying to be someone else? Why take away another's livelihood when it is so difficult to find and follow your own? This is the gist of the evolution and de-evolution points. One path leads us to our dharma, the other away from it. These observations are not value judgments or imprecations on the intelligence, decency, or moral characters of the types. We find Ph.D. candidates among laborers just as we find craftsmen among educators. In fact, it is not the quantity but the quality and specificity of intelligence that is at question here. This is from the book, The Five Dharma Types, Vedic Wisdom for Discovering Your Purpose and Destiny. The author is Simon Chaboisky, and he teaches Sanskrit and medical astrology at the Ayurvedic Institute in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He also runs a private consulting business based on his trainings in Vedic life mapping and Vedic astrology. You can find out more about him and also his DVD series, as well as the five Dharma types, at his website, spirittype.com. You can also find out about a couple of upcoming events in Miami and Canton, Ohio in August, so definitely check those out. We'll be right back with Simon Chukwinski. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. 
invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to Simron at Simron Singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. Before we get back to our guests, I definitely want to invite you to visit the website and access 1111 Magazine if you're not familiar with it. It is My Gift to Humanity and is available uh, both the present current issue as well as archived issues. You can just access them directly on the site. Amazing voices, wonderful teachers, speakers, and all kinds of beautiful inspiration are in each issue. In addition, check out my two books, Conversations with the Universe, to learn more about how the universe is speaking to you all over the place, in addition to your journey to enlightenment, in letting go of where you are in your life and allowing yourself to dive back into the divine child. That's Conversations with the Universe and Your Journey to Enlightenment. Check those out as well. The book we're talking about today is The Five Dharma Types by Simon Tchaikovsky. Vedic Wisdom for Discovering Your Purpose and Destiny. Built on a deep body of Vedic knowledge, the ancient system of social structure and spiritual duty known as Dharma has modern applications for people seeking their life's purpose. Author Simon Tchaikovsky explains the five Dharma archetypes, warrior, educator, merchant, laborer, and outsider, and how your life's purpose goes hand-in-hand with your Dharma type. Providing tests to determine your type, he outlines the benefits, challenges, emotional and learning styles, and social, interpersonal, and health dynamics associated with each type. Simon reveals how the Dharma types function as an operating system for your identity, helping you match your life and play to your innate strengths, whether in choosing a prosperous career or field of study or in facing health challenges and meeting fitness goals. By accepting and understanding the nature of your type, you begin to align with your true purpose and regardless of fate, find joy and meaning in life, definitely get this book and start reading it. Discover your type and start living your natural rhythm. Welcome back, Simon. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, in the book, you, you speak about how we move towards certain types or it is beneficial for us to move towards certain types, which you call our evolution. And if we are moving towards other types, then it actually uh, works in reverse. It's more of a shadow effect or a devolution. So, Talk a little bit about how that works, and is that changing types, or is that just taking on certain attributes of another type to uh, evolve? Yes, good question. So knowing your Dharma type is the first step. The second step is then to understand how to get the most from your type, how to really evolve as a human being. And uh, I'll take one type, for example, here. So... Uh, let's take the educator. Uh, the educator evolves when they take on qualities from the warrior type. And what that means is that educators can be uh, too much in their head. They can be too utopian. Well, you know, it would be nice if we all got along, but, you know, we just don't. So what can I do? There's this idea of, of, of uh, fecklessness, you know, to, uh, to educators when they're really not integrated. So educators could use some of the discipline, some of the goal setting, and some of the gusto that warriors have in abundance. 
And so for an educator, exercising, you know, getting up at a certain time and, and holding themselves to a standard uh, that they hold the world to is very important because educators often uh, talk the talk, but sometimes they don't walk the walk. And that's how they evolve when they take on qualities from the warrior. They'll never become warriors, but they begin to look like warriors when they are very effective. Uh, the, the reverse is also true. A warrior type evolves when they take on qualities of the educator. So if you've ever seen a really advanced uh, kung fu master or a, or a sensei, they, they don't look violent. They don't even look strong or powerful. They, they're quiet. There's a peace around them. But you know if they had to, they can take care of business. And that's the warrior taking on the peace the quietness, the non-judgmental nature of the educator. So, likewise, every type has a point of evolution that will, will help them to grow as human beings. So, it's not enough just to know, oh, I'm this type. You also have to know how your type evolves. So, the, it works in the other direction as well. Uh, the, every type can devolve when they take on qualities from, a, from their devolution point. So for the educator, their devolution point is the laborer. So when educators become too focused on labor-type uh, activities, and to learn more about what that is, uh, you know, you can refer to the book, uh, they become closed in, they become parochial, they become mm, close to the flow of, uh, of their natural wisdom. And, and it's easy to know when, when you're devolving because... You know, when you're living dharma, nature speaks to you. You, you know, when you walk, you, you, you synchronicity becomes uh, almost a daily affair when you're really evolving and moving in your dharma. And when you're not, it, it, the world ceases to speak to you, and, or, or when it does, it speaks more harshly. So you get hit on the head, people start yelling at you, your life starts breaking apart. Um, uh, and this is, these are signs of potential devolution in certain areas of life. So uh, knowing your Dharma type is step one. Knowing your point of evolution and devolution is the second step. And it really is all about self-realization, this entire process, but we live in a reality where there is relationship. So talk about uh, discovering one's own Dharma type and then uh, understanding who they're in relationship with or how to be in relationship with, with people that come into their lives, especially if they are a Dharma type that um, is, is one that is more repelling? Is, is that even possible? Do, do we repel certain yeah. Dharma types? So this idea of evolution and devolution points also points to the, the, the people who you're more compatible with and less compatible with. Now, so, for example, an educator would be compatible with a warrior and less compatible with a laborer because the laborer represents their point of devolution. However, and I make this point in the book, if you are living your dharma, your highest good, you can get along with everyone. It will take more work to get along with a laborer if you're an educator because you speak different languages. You think from different parts of your body. You know, laborers think from, from the gut. You know, the gut has its own uh, nervous system, and laborers are very much in tune with that. 
And so they have good gut feelings about people and uh, certain in, in, in events in life, whereas educators tend to be more cerebral. So you have to learn to meet at the middle. Um, but th- the point is that, you know, if you're living your highest good and you're an educator, say, people will admire you for that, even if they don't fully understand you. They'll look at this person and say, my God, look at them. They are, there's just something about them that, is, that I admire. And the same is true if you're a merchant or an outsider or a laborer or a warrior. When you are living your your highest good, you become a, a, a carrier of virtue and people want to be around you for different reasons. They want to be around the educator because there's there's something very truthful and, and calming about them. They want to be around the laborer because they feel taken care of. They want to be around the warrior because they know the warrior is going to get things done. And uh, they want to be around the merchant just because they feel good. You know, the, the merchant knows how to make other people feel good which is why they're great at sales and entertainment and so on. But uh, the idea of compatibility is is very interesting. And when you know your type and the type of your partner, uh, it can really help you to start uh, a dialogue. Well, and I and think that's also the beginning of any good relationship. Being a mother of Sorry. two kids, I think about how all of us, you know, and part of the human experience is to come in and, and have placed upon you, you know, the ideas, the beliefs, the circumstances, the surroundings of your parents, your society, your culture. And so all of us grow into being less of who we are as we grow older than more of who we are until we realize that. So we can really do a service to our young adults as they're getting older in in taking these two tests and discovering their own Dharma types so that they really lean more in a direction that is natural for themselves and that we also uh, facilitate that as parents and caregivers. Talk a little bit about how to use the five Dharma types in relation to our young people and our children. Yeah. Well, teachers, uh, you know, in schools already know that uh, different students have different styles of learning. Uh, some people learn are more visual, some are kinesthetic, some are uh, auditory, and so on. And uh, this is the same thing. The five senses relate to the five dharma types, and every child has their own uh, their own attributes. And so, for example, you don't want to take the educator child and you know constantly barrage them with, uh, uh, with you know with activities that will uh, um, take them away from what they really want to do, which may be reading books or or, or you know just. Sit, being quiet in the room and exploring uh, exploring their minds. Um, understanding the Dharma type of your child gives you a leg up, I think, in in learning what they need and how they hear you. Because sometimes, you know, every parent loves their child, but they don't always communicate it through their actions or their words. So uh, there's a chapter on, on speech and how each type speaks and, 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 and processes information. And um, knowing how your child is hearing you uh, is very important because uh, th- then you can really communicate. And it's the same thing in relationships. It's the same thing in your work environment. If you know that your boss is a warrior, well, then learn to speak to him or her as a warrior and, and, and understand that they will thank you for it. The Five Dharma Types is a book that will allow you 
to answer some of the questions that you've had, have you ever wondered why, despite great obstacles, that some people achieve success while others, though given everything, seem to squander them away? The Five Dharma Types is a beautiful book, and reading it will allow you to have insight into your dharma and to help you heal your own life. Have you wondered why some, ever wondered why some people, despite having very little, radiate joy, while others appear miserable, though surrounded by opulence? The answer is dharma. Knowing your soul's purpose and living it is key to creating a fulfilling life. I urge you to get the book, The Five Dharma Types, by Simon Chikoisky. It's Vedic wisdom for discovering your purpose and destiny. It will not only help you see who naturally you always have been or intended to be, but you will discover how to take care of yourself every way from nutrition to body to self-care to your mind, intelligence, to even what your secret fears and your speech are to discovering how to, uh, how to deal with your money and your profession and also the life cycles that you, you have in your life. So get your own copy of The Five Dharma Types, and I look forward to seeing you again next week in love of love, with love and as love. I want to thank Simon Chikoisky for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Talk to you next week. Thank you. I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.